Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Welcome back to the Creep Dive. Okay, ready for the harmony? Ah, ah, creep Dive. Beautiful. That's fucking good. <laughs> I think it's that a keeper. That was completely improvised. It's like the fours. <laughs> yeah, would you believe we didn't practice that? that? Okay, we did once. We did a one-time practice. Wait, but it sounded wait. nothing like that. This is the chorus. Who's Jim? Me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm bagsing him. He's the most interesting. I want to be Jim. He, well, I'm the one who's got a strong interest in... UFOs. Okay, Cassie, tell your fucking story. Okay, okay. Today, gather around. I want to tell you the story of Samantha Azopardi. Right. I feel like you might have pronounced her name wrong. I think I probably <laughs> did, but let's not get too into the details. <laughs> okay. Back in the stirrups, Jen. <laughs> okay. You will know Samantha Azopardi from 2013 when she appeared outside the GPO. Cool. This is brilliant. I she re- do, do we all remember like this? Like appeared really well? like an apparition. So, okay, for people, I'm going to get really okay, into the details. Okay, hang on, yeah, I'm completely... Do you remember? No, I'm a, I'm a blank slate. In I don't know anything about In 2013, a girl appeared outside the GPO looking dazzled and confused and there dazzled was an Im- or dazed. 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 there was a she was dazzled by O'Connell's Street it's a glorious serious. place okay not able to speak English very upset distressed but dazzled nonetheless there was, was she bejazzled <laughs> and there was an image captured of her on CCTV footage And the authorities could not identify this girl. And they thought that she was a trafficked child who had escaped. What age is she? She looked young. She appeared to be about 14 years of age. Jesus. So when they could not identify her, they made the decision to release the image of her from the CCTV camera, which caused great controversy controversy within the Irish public because they were releasing a photo of an apparently endangered minor. And they didn't want to attract the attention of... Who supposedly potentially the traffickers? They, but they had her. her. I mean, they, they had her. It's not like they released a photo. And no, let they her had go. her. They yeah. had her in. They had her in custody. She was being taken care of. I think she was put into a temporary foster care or emergency accommodation. Couldn't speak. Would not speak. Presuming her age was fourteen, thinking she was fourteen, and she would not. And was she hurt? She was just distressed. Okay. She was wearing kind of a really um, 
tatty tracksuit, didn't seem to have any other clothes. The the photo of her, you remember, she has her finger in her kind of yes. in her mouth or around her mouth and she does look Young. like she's troubled. Yeah. That was Samantha as her party and she was at that time 27. Fucking she hell. She was an Australian. So, what? Hang on a second. This picture, I remember this picture and yeah. it was, there was no, she was definitely young. I remember being like, oh she yeah. She looks really young. It was shock. It's shocking. She had been working in Ireland Australia. previously to that or her mother's boyfriend had been working in Ireland so he saw the photo and identified her. Then she was deported back to Sydney. Then did she ever speak in all this time? I'm not sure. But that like is Like after they were like, wait, you're Australian, did I, she kind of start She was off? she was given a six month suspended sentence for wasting police time in Ireland. But it it was estimated that the operation to try and identify her, which went on for quite a few yeah. weeks and involved Interpol and everything, cost the state a quarter of a million euro. Oh my god. Okay, she was given a six month suspended sentence and deported back to Australia. That is the tip of the iceberg of what this girl has done. Motherfucker. So let's go right back. Okay? So hold on a sec. So she as she was here in Ireland. Yes. Wandered around. Mm-hmm. Who picked her up or did somebody stop her on the street? I think someone must have stopped her and called the police. And said, Are she you looked okay? like she, she, she looked speaking. like a distressed okay, gotcha. child. Okay. But she didn't they like she didn't I don't know what what must have I don't know what this the kind of media coverage doesn't state what it was that what happened? What happened? Okay. That that she was kind of the, the authorities were contacted when she was spotted. Samantha's lies began early, very early, as a child. So much so, in fact, that when she was in school in Sydney, she had convinced her teachers and her friends that she was Lindsay Lohan. So, I'm going to stop you right there. Did she successfully convince her teacher? I would worry about a teacher. She yes. adopted Lindsay Lohan as like her persona and convinced them that she was Lindsay Lohan. And when well, the parent trap was released, she actually dyed her hair to match Lindsay Lohan's. That's not so the weirdest thing about this story. Her friend. Yes. Now we're She's going coming see, off we're going best to see, in this story. We're going to uh. see a trend here of Samantha adopting celebrity names okay. as her aliases. But and getting into trouble okay. all around the world. Okay. So that was kind of uh, accounts from her friends and family when she was young said that she always had a problem with lying. Okay. Her first major con happened in 2010 um, when she was in Brisbane and she went by the name of Dakota Johnson. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Does that person exist? I feel Daughter like of Melanie Griffith? Yes. Star. <gasps> and Don Johnson. Sorry. There are Fifty Shades of Grey. But that wasn't out yet. But that wasn't, I mean, that's 2010. That's not that long ago. That's eight years ago. She she adopted the name, but did she also adopt the life? No, no, she doesn't <laughs> did pretend. Did she say, there, there's my mom there? She doesn't pretend to be the celebrity. She just takes celebrity names as her name. Gotcha. Okay. You know? That is oh, so, so just, just a coinkadink that my name was of, Lindsay yeah. Lohan. Yeah. Or more no, like no, just no. really lazy. Like the she Lindsay can't think Lohan. of a fake name. She's like, ah, oh, what about... Uh, yeah, what Beyonce? about Beyonce? I mean, that's a cool name. Yeah. The Lindsay Lohan Lie. That sounds like a name. I, I mean, think trips off the tongue like it's yeah. a name. I think she did try and convince her that she was the Lindsay Lohan star of the parent okay. trap. But then after that, I think she just adopts the kind of celebrity names well, that's okay. as her aliases. You could take yeah, I mean, in. okay, right. So she was she convinced authorities that she was 14 in Brisbane in 2010. She basically walked into a police station. This is kind of her, this is sort of her style. She'll walk into a police station. She'll walk into a place of... Um, sort of substance and say that she's a 14 year old girl who's been abandoned oh, God. Um, so she said that she was traveling to Australia from Europe and had been abandoned and she asked for shelter and food and then she got it and like authorities had no reason to believe that she was anything other than what she said she was she told the police that she'd been to an island with her uncle before the two were separated and she even produced a bank receipt that was later revealed to have been forged um, she was accepted into a local high school <laughs> But it didn't take long for police to realise that she was not who she, who she said she was. So they got suspicious of Dakota and they wanted to kind of... They wonder, were, they got what not made suspicious. them suspicious. You know? I think at the start they were concerned for her welfare. And then yes. they kind of became increasingly suspicious. So they actually... Can I ask a question? Did her parents report her missing? But sure, she's, she's in her 20s. She's in her 20s, of course. Oh my God, so this is what Never Been Kissed is based on. I doubt that, Sophie. 
Um, but correct, it's a similar. You know, <laughs> I think there's very little information there about her family. That movie was so weird and wrong. There is quite a li- uh, quite little information out there about her about her family. So she was and in like school. And like a lot of her, a lot of yeah. her cons are like the result is being fostered and being placed in a family. Ah, so there must sad, be, maybe there's yeah. something there, but yeah. I can't find out much information about her Still family. Though, okay? if, if you thought you were fostering a child and it turned out to be nearly 30, that would be, you would give you a no feeling, I would say. Okay. It's quite unusual. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is, this is, this is, so this is how she was discovered the first time in 2010. So the authorities actually thought they were concerned and thought that she might have been abused and they wanted, they thought that maybe she wasn't sharing the information they wanted to investigate more so they when she was in school using her computer she walked away from it and a teacher or someone stepped in and looked at her computer and they found a picture of her family standing on the Sydney Harbour Bridge smiling and in the photo there was a date so they contacted the tour company in charge of the bridge tours at that date and to see records of the participants and they found a her match. family a ticket that she had purchased stating that she was 22-year-old Samantha as a party. Bonkers. Yeah. Mental, right? So she was uh, convicted of forging documents and false representation, but the punishment was only minor. It was a $500 fine. So she was free to go off and do whatever the hell she wanted again. 2010. Uh, Okay, 2010. Okay. In 2011... She is in Perth. She's made her way to Perth now. So a lot of her a lot of her cons take place in Australia. She's made her way to Perth and she's made a friend. And she told this friend, and this is a common theme as well, that she'll meet someone new, befriend them, and like really overshare with them and then win her way into their family. So in 2011. What's, what's exactly right. So what is driving her? So to be in a family or she's I don't know whether it's to be in a family yeah. or just it's to not like infiltrate she's making any people's or, private lives okay. or you know yeah or she may um, get to kick at a kind of but there's always a really you. bizarre like farcical element to her stories that gives her away you know like they're not just she's not just an abandoned child she's a she's a, an internationally trafficked child or she's so she closed the window presumably she's she's not saying this is what's happened to me to the authorities either they're all so no no well, no so she is, oh, she, is. She, she she goes she has in a big and story says, it's only in the gpo that she didn't she didn't speak and i think that's because she has she had committed maybe four or five cons before she got to the GPO and was probably trying to learn and improve and not give away the story too quick. So in 2011... That's it. She's like, every time... She's like refining the con. Yeah, every time I say anything... That gives me away. I, I seem to not be good at putting together good stories. I can't because think of good fake names. No. So I'm going to opt for the total silence. She doesn't have to get more and more bizarre. Right. So in 2011, she met a friend in uh, Perth and she told this person that she was the top under 16 gymnast in the country. And that that is something easily disproved. Okay. And her entire family had died tragically in a murder suicide in France. Right. So don't ask me to do the splits because I'm grieving. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Now, Um, see what she did there. Like, that was clever. So I'm going to put something wild into your head. There's and something then so wild that you can't come back at me with any follow-up questions correct. because it's just way it's too so dark. I'm it's, yeah, exactly. it's one of those things. It's so, so yeah. tragic. Why would you make it up? You yeah. know? You c- so, but also, she, but you know what? A lot this of times so she has documents. audacious for a millennial. Because like, Weird, yeah. isn't it? Very you know, good point. All we do is Google people we meet. Well, you like, know, you get you a lot know? of shit when you Google Lindsay but she's Lohan. Not, but and you're <laughs> going to keep scrolling until you oh, find this random one? Maybe that's a protective thing because if you've got a weirdly celebrity name, you're not going to come up in searches like, oh, it's just... Oh, that's just a no famous one. There's no way I'm going to rank number one on the first page of Google oh with a name like God. Lindsay Lohan. Maybe that is an actual... Like, but I don't think in fairness she's adopted that. In she's fairness, I don't actually think she's that clever, as they say. Because, or, right? So she's not that died clever. Died tragically, murder suicide in she France. She died tragically. Yeah. She, Hold on. No, 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 no. She told the friend in Perth that her entire family, family like, Jesus, had died. She ran us into her death for you, Brooke. So <laughs> she actually then stole the identity of an adoption specialist and a judge and emailed the family the paperwork to complete the process of her being able to 
to like be fostered essentially by the family. So this is something Whoa. that she's also see again. She's wow. getting more and more complex where she's um, stealing the identities of authoritative figures to 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 work in this web of lies. So in fairness to the people that she's conning, these very normal people, if you're getting emails from like official looking you know mm-hmm. URLs or you're getting um, paperwork from yeah. official looking yeah. people sure, you're not going to choose to believe yeah. it you're going to be like that poor girl yeah. very talented gymnast but her entire family died in a murder suicide in France Jesus. and also like now these are just <laughs> secondary people who are you know like un- like underpinning what she's saying yeah so is this a huge it's massive it attention a, is that what she's kind of driving on here or is it kind of I mean I think it is it seems to be a lot of sympathy and attention right so this time she was taken in by the family so bear in mind this is 2011 she was taken in by the family she enrolled in school and again but again the story fell apart in some way I'm school not entirely school seems school. to be rumbling she's obsessed yeah. with going back to school going back to school all the time and taking on a new identity I don't know what it is you maybe know what she didn't would do give that her well away maybe research. anything like her original years in high school her there was just no that's there was one friend quoted in a news article who said that she had a problem with lying when she was in school and that's how the Lindsay Lohan story came out but they said that she was pleasant and that they were you know that she was a nice girl she just had a problem with lying so I don't think she's like she's like she's consciously doing these things and fabricating these stories did everyone not have a friend like that we me and Sophie I had, certainly did I think I, I was that person I no, will no. never <laughs> forget this girl <laughs> in my class you know your Monday morning news yeah coming in and like you'd be like how was my, your weekend yeah m- you know we put a new garden my parents yeah. got divorced did someone did say that Jesus. Um, but this girl came in Heavy. and she was like <laughs> We just want to keep things surface here, please. Natalie, you can just sit down and keep your mouth shut about all your personal pain. (laughs) There was a couple of weeks later, he came back and he was like, My mummy and daddy have decided not to get a divorce. And we were like, Oh, and then another few weeks later, he was like, Back divorce. No, they're back divorced. Oh, no. This serial liar came in and she was like, My horse was bitten by a shark on Bray Beach the other day. And I was like, You have a horse. Yeah. Eye roll kind of through the classroom. Here we go. To understand about the sharks, but it's like you definitely don't have a horse. Here we go. Um, But I told one of my primary school teachers that I had six brothers. Easily rumbled again. I was in your primary (laughs) school. So easily rumbled. And when my mum met the teacher, she was like, and you're doing great with the seven of them. <laughs> one. There was one of you. you but, just, that's, but my mum has six brothers. So like, it wasn't even a very imaginative lie. I was just borrowing the biography of somebody I knew. But close. kids do that. They'd like try things on. <coughs> you yeah, try things yeah. on. And then sometimes you get stuck with a lie and you're like, shit, I gotta, I guess I gotta roll with this forever because it's gone a little (laughs) too far and can't undo it. How am I gonna rustle up six brothers? Correct. But you know those people who kind of keep, they can't get past secondary school because it was the greatest they'll ever be. Do you think that was her issue? I feel like this sounds like, it's interesting that she keeps wanting to go back to school, a place most people fucking hate and can't wait to get away from guys this so there was all this kind of safety in school maybe she but wanted then to surely the way to do that if that's her if that's her MO and that's her end goal then the way to do that is to go in and like be the most banal boring person and just yeah. slot right back into school and just you know be like oh me and my mom have just moved here from wherever maybe get don't someone google to yourself in the fucking library but just yeah just go go get someone to pose as her mother or whatever yeah. she and could practically like, pose as her own mother in her 20s yeah yeah and, and just, <laughs> that's just, a movie I would pay to see basically just a remake of school. Psycho do you know what's a funny just thought like though? a kind of a whimsical remake of Psycho <laughs> meets know, Freaky Friday do you Correct. know what's a really really funny with thought? a bit of the Activia ad have you seen the film The Imposter which is yes. essentially a oh, the documentary of, it's very similar to this yeah that's where right. this guy uh, pretends don't to be don't go into that story because we should do that story one week it's brilliant but it's very similar it's another it's another adult posing as a teenager and then being enrolled in high school so okay. creepy though I know but like hello true Barrymore <laughs> okay yeah, okay, I she know. did this but I just bear and we commended it it was a film though. we thought it was a this. rom-com <laughs> <laughs> consider 
this she for a moment. She fucked the teacher. I know. There's, There's so, so many much. problems. So many problems. But consider this, right? So this Samantha and the imposter were rumbled. But what if there's loads of adults in secondary school who haven't been rumbled? Oh my. But you know, the, the US, uh, lots of um, police people do that. <laughs> but I uh, can't remember words for things. Uh, police people. Narcotics agents do this, right? So let's say that there's, they think there's a bit of drugs it's in like school. It's like when you meet a guard from the country at electric picnic and he's like where can I buy the drugs exact what an unusual <laughs> accent I think you should do that all for his was he pretending to be a Jamaican man he's just yeah. trying to be cool he's just down with the kids you know those Jamaicans. sitting around the fire and he's like <laughs> do you guys want a drug where do you buy yeah. a drug do you know that I'm we had an encounter with one of these guys I had one of the encounters and with he that. was wearing a Hybrid. fake cast for starters <laughs> on his arm which was actually an excellent touch very good it just gave it the ring of truth how did you know it was fake well now I know it was fake like he was kind he of like, <laughs> and by the by under arrest but he was also wearing and this is where he actually was laying it on a little too thick he was wearing a red t-shirt that said cocaine in the coca-cola oh, writing well now that's pushing it I know and like he just kind of ambled up like I'm one of you lads yeah, I, I think the guy that I met was wearing like a fila jumper I fit <laughs> right in with the yeah. kids you're like and not, jeans not, and yeah it was 1998 just, wear okay. yes I've come from not uh, the drug squad, but, but actually the past. Exactly right. So the very people who are going to rumble you as you pretend to be a 14-year-old are fucking other 14-year-olds. Yes, exactly. Like imagine somebody tried to pass himself off as a 35-year-old and they were 68 <laughs> or something. We'd be like, okay, well, you're not. Oh my God, what are you talking I about? That's happening suspicious. all the time. Where? You know, that, that kind of like, is it 16 or is it 60 phenomenon? This is going to sound no, incredibly so. misogynistic. What? You know, when you're walking down the street and there's oh, like yeah. a kind of a hot woman. The back from the, the back. From behind. Short hair. Oh, especially with yeah. that grey hair trend. It's got very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> How and ever. She was getting, where are we now? Okay, so that was in 2000 level. She was rumbled again. I'm not quite sure how she was. But in October 2013 oh, is when she appeared on Dublin's O'Connell Street. Um, and became known as GPO Girl. She was found in a distressed state and Gardy immediately began trying to find out who she was and what had happened to her, but it wasn't who they suspected she was. You have an unusual clippy voice there towards I was the end to of be, that. I was trying to she be like a news, news kind of reporter, news you know. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Get really into it, right? 2,000, <laughs> 2000 man hours. Do you know what's quite awkward? When people interrupt talk Cassie's story. to you about your voice. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm using it. As I'm trying to use it. <laughs> okay, so this, this story was covered internationally. The news New Yorker actually reported that it was a quarter of a million euro. Um, so she was deported. So six oh. months after she was deported, she managed to get, get a passport from the Australian government again. I remember and this. And came back to Ireland. Re- yeah. Came back into the country and got a job, worryingly, as an au pair. Oh, well, <sighs> that is worrying. Yeah. Because I don't think she got she got another passport from the Australian authorities, presumably under the same name. So do you think she was going in as an au pair, right? But she was going to bamboozle the family into thinking she was in fact one of their children. <laughs> Could have been. Could have been, okay. But what I suppose is, well, I guess it's because she was just so known as GPO Girl. I yeah. knew her as GPO Girl. I didn't That's realize right. what her actual name was until... She started and like cleaned up. Imagine her CV. It's wow. just like previous so experience. You know, 2011. GPO girl. And they're like, oh, topical. You seem to remember you. You completed your junior search four, five, six times. It was like very, very qualified. I'd say it's like she's very discreet and she's like grade eight speech and drama training. But where is she now? Still working as an au pair. Okay, so she works as an au pair, presumably for about kind of. I think it's about six months because it's only a few months later in 2014 that she somehow ends up again in Sydney. So there's right. no That's one actually horrifying. No what, one seems to understand. Horrifying? Finding so she, out that you're au pair is oh, a sorry, serial liar. <laughs> well, no, I mean, because I was kind of like lull. And now but I'm like, oh my God, it's terrifying. She's she's not and she was living in their house. But most she's likely. not particularly dangerous is the thing. She's just a really weird liar and she keeps yeah. wasting people's she's time. She's slippery though. But I and don't like, think she's, like, she's not like covering her tracks because she's murdered but you know, people. it's like, how did the kids get on but today? But it is escalating too though. It is escalating. So like, this is... 
personally my favourite con that we get into now because it's yeah. just so she's so back in Australia bad. so she goes back to Sydney in 2014 where she meets a Californian traveller called Emily Bamberg right Bamberg is only 18 and it's her first big trip overseas so she's like this 18 year old from California has gone over to Australia far away from home Naive. and she is perfect perfect for right? this girl she meets Samantha at a hostel and she says they got on straight away because Samantha was like her, was a little bit quiet, a little bit reserved. And mm. you can imagine what a party hostel or a hostel is going to be like in Australia. And they two kind of connected. They'd be smoking cocaine and everything. So the name that she was using at that time was Anika Decker. Annika. Like Annika Rice. Okay. Annika Decker. <laughs> Annika Decker is kind of nice, isn't it? Annika yeah. Decker. All those harsh, harsh sounding um, letters. She okay. always goes for a name that's going to demand follow up questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know, like, what is with that? Sive O'Brien. Sive O'Brien is my friend. What's wrong with that? But, it, like, even, okay, even Sive isn't, you know. Okay, that's fine. Do you know if you were just kind of like Anne O'Neill? Yeah. Yeah. Like, just Sharon, you know? Just a name. Annika. Like, Annika. It's like she's kind of, like, she wants to kind of be like, I need to be nimble with my lying. So I'm going to constantly be kind of on the edge of she's people like, questioning yeah. me. And being like, Annika's an unusual name. Where did you get that? But that's the edge Just thought of it a couple of minutes ago. That's, mm-hmm. obviously, she's getting a kick out of that edge. Okay, but yeah. this gets so much more bizarre, right? So, um, Emily says that Annika starts like planting the seeds that they're in danger. So she starts really kind of getting into her head that they're unsafe in their travel. So she would test her, she says, in a way that was like a social experiment. So they'd get on a bus and they'd get off and Annika would say, how many people were on that bus? What the fuck? And Emily was like, God, I don't know. And Annika would say, there's 28 people, 13 Caucasians. You need to be more aware of your surroundings. So she was in She's like trying to foster a paranoia in, in the yes, other girl. exactly, exactly, right? She's a predator. She's like a soul sucker. Yeah. This like was a mentor. Her- this was her backstory for who Annika. she was. Okay. Now, also though, if you've ever done a bit of travelling and a bit of hostel hopping, there's a lot of people with a lot of backstories. Okay, yeah. but anything like this. Do you remember Andrew? Yeah. Okay. She we was, might get back to him. Okay, <laughs> okay go. She was royalty and she had been kidnapped when she was a young girl and therefore she had keepers from Interpol taking her around the world. And the majority of her childhood, she'd been moved, moved from place to place around the world to keep her safe and stay off the radar, right? This what kind of royalty? I do not know. Complete. The I thought she was going to say like Romanoff or something like okay. that. Anastasia. I'm a de- descendant. In hindsight, Emily says that she shouldn't have been manipulated and that she should have been more aware. Okay, Emily, but, look, you're 18. Okay, 18, she's Emily's 18. She's traveling she's alone. She's traveling around. She's probably she should have more she's probably, she's probably smoking out. a lot of weed. She's, she's probably, probably drinking never a been lot. Outside of California, where she she probably presumably has met a lot of crazies. Exactly. Right. But then she says the lies were so detailed and so well thought out that it was hard to believe that anybody could make them up. So she was Emily started getting skeptical, but then she started receiving emails from an address ending with at interpol.com. Oh God! Okay. Oh, gosh. So, how did she get that? That's I don't so know. good. I don't fucking know, right? Imagine like, if Interpol. she'd used her skills be... for anything useful. I know. I mean, she'd be she doing so. Much. She could be a hashtag girl boss. She could be a pharmacist. Of something. Why a pharmacist. is the actual domain for Interpol? Like, surely they own Interpol.com to avoid situations like <laughs> you this. You know the way it might have been one letter off, or there might have been a slash, or, or like an underscore. Interpol.int. Interpol International. It's like you need to buy the .coms that don't. The dot I's, the dot infos. You need to buy them all up, Interpol. Still, Emily, you're a dope. But you know what the other problem is? When you can't see somebody's end game, because in this case, they don't even fucking have one. As in, it's not money, it's not power, or it's maybe it's power, but like on this weird, really low grade, idiosyncratic level. That when you can't see what somebody's after, you don't actually have that much reason to be doubt like them. You're doubt right. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah you are right. You just, and you also, it's, all, it's more come. bizarre for somebody to be spinning these lies than for somebody to have had this life in yeah. a way. Mm-hmm. So, in Emily's defense, plus I think she's stoned and paranoid. Okay, okay, so <laughs> which is completely slanderous. Apologies she got, to her. She got, well, it doesn't end well for Emily. She got the email and it claimed to be um, Samantha's keeper. <gasps> she uh, and he, the, she. The email told Emily that the mysterious, the mysterious Australian was in trouble. So she, he told her that uh, Samantha was in trouble, and 
the email said that they were being followed and they should leave Sydney. They included details about Emily um, and you want Emily just or included it, it, yeah it included details about Emily and her family and details that she hadn't told Samantha so she'd obviously gone and done some googling or some research or whatever but like it seemed legit because it was supposedly Interpol and they knew all about her family what and her whereabouts what were they instructing her to do so they instructed her to don't tell get your one about the email presumably presumably the email was like don't disclose that we have sent you this email but sure, it doesn't matter if, if Emily's talking to Samantha about Fuck the email because Samantha sent they, I can't it. even follow the oh, story, yeah. Yeah. let alone be the... How does she have the brain power? Like you said, incredible brain but power. But she's to, creating these little yeah. worlds for people, okay? So this is where it gets really fucking creepy. The email says that they're in danger and that they need to leave Sydney and therefore they... But they need to get fake IDs to leave the country. So they were sent the documents. Emily was sent the documents by the supposed Interpol keeper who was trying to protect this kidnapped princess. And they got the fake IDs. Okay, so they got them and they got um, a new ID and Emily's name changed to Amy Fisher. Sure oh, here we go again. No. Isla Fisher? No, it's Amy. Emily. Or it's, I think it's, it's Amy Isla. Fisher, yeah, yeah. right? She said she was so freaked out and scared at this point and thought it was real because the documents you know turned out so instead of walking away she said that she decided to stay and help however she could and she just said that was part of her personality so the two of them traveled to Biz- Brisbane where things just got even fucking weirder right so one night Samantha wakes up Emily and said that her head hurt and that she needed to get an ambulance and she had like a pounding headache but when the ambulance arrived Samantha told the paramedics that she was 14 and that Emily was her sister what the hell okay (laughs) Emily was so freaked out and weirded and scared by the whole situation that she just started to go along with it Uh, okay you would you you would would. okay maybe you would you want to question her just seems really weird well also because she's just like in the cult of Samantha now. And yeah. she just thinks that they're in danger, which is probably like her worst fears when she's going to this far off place Obviously. on her own. So at the at the hospital then, the police arrived and started questioning Emily and they accused her of kidnapping her sister, her supposed 14-year-old sister. And so Emily was taken to the police station and spent hours answering questions. Then she was asked if she thought she was in danger and she said she thought she was... But then she was so freaked out by the whole thing that when they p- turned on the recorder and asked her if she was in danger, she said no. She spent. Okay, two I'm starting to feel bad for Emily, right? Hell she yeah. Spent two days in jail. Holy shit! They got. She got charged with fraud for the fake. Emily did. Emily did. The 18 year old oh, American no. did. She got charged oh, no. with fraud for the fake ID, and she was fined a lot of money, but she doesn't disclose how much it was. Samantha fled meanwhile fled from her hospital bed and she escaped <laughs> Emily's the the exact quote from Emily was as O'Party escaped and met me with the catheter still in her fucking arm we boarded a plane to Sydney the night she escaped the hospital Whoa. Samantha's so intense isn't Samantha's she so she's like ripping intense. tubes out of her arm and just fleeing hospital beds do you know what I want to know about Samantha like she ever like gets gets worse so she takes when they get back to Sydney Samantha takes Emily to a safe a Sydney safe house in the town of Campbellton which is actually where Samantha grew up but for eight days they were kept in a cabin and not allowed to use the main house there was no Wi-Fi, meaning Emily couldn't contact her family to let them know where she was or that she was okay Um, she says nobody knew where her was nobody knew where she was um then Emily's tourist visa was due to expire. So she then flew. After those eight days, she flew from Australia to New Zealand to apply for another one. But she was questioned extensively by Australian uh, customs officials and then again in New Zealand. And when she got back to Australia, she was immediately deported, probably presumably because of the issues she's had with fraud and the police record or whatever. But all of her belongings were left behind with Samantha, including a thousand dollar camera, which to an 18 year old was obviously a lot of money and like probably the most expensive possession that she owns. She was deported back uh, to San Fran. So she went, she she ended up going back to San Fran, okay? And when she landed, she logged into the internet and found that Samantha had already messaged her. 
and told her that there was somebody in America trying to kill her. So she said that she was in danger and not to get off the plane and to somehow try to get back to Australia. But then Emily travelled back to San Fran where she received another message, this time with tickets to fly to Canada because she was told that she was still in danger. Were they real tickets? Real tickets. So Emily went to Canada and she says, oh my God. she says, Emily needs to do some personal growth work. Okay. She says it's because Interpol had told her that <gasps> Jeez, she was in danger. Thing, like. Yeah, that she was in danger and Interpol were telling her to go to Canada. Once she landed, Samantha gave her a tracking device. Ah, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, was it a look egg carton painted black with some silver? It was like a card, on it. something that seems to be a card with wires in it. Um, and but she was going on with it. It wasn't until the sm- like it's literally the smallest thing that unraveled everything. When they had originally met, Samantha had told Emily that she was Swedish. But when they were in Calgary in Canada, someone tried to speak Swedish to her, and she had no idea how to speak it. Amazing. And Emily realized she wasn't fucking Swedish. Hey. Oh, okay, Emily. Brilliant. There could have been other things along the way. Okay, so she went back. Then Emily left and went back home. Um, and she was afraid to sort of tell anyone because she realized how stupid it made her seem and how oh it made her uh, you can just twist the whole thing there's something under it yeah no no it's 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 balanced on three things Uh. sorry Cass thank you okay go back to where you were go back to um, so Emily then leaves and goes back to California and goes back to her family and doesn't really speak of their kind of time traveling because she's too afraid to talk about it because she understands yeah. how ridiculous now it is in hindsight, and right? She must have been she so shell shocked. Such a dick. But not even a dick. You'd feel so like, what's wrong with yes. me? That I got so deep into that. You're right. Actually, that was it that's is like that, that, that's like entering and exiting a cult. I think. Yeah, yeah. probably. Like Basically, gas, you have that level. Yeah, you've been yeah, gaslit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fuck. so into it. It's yeah. so creepy. What's but all real? These what's things. not? Yeah. You're getting documents for different. You're getting like to get documents to get fake IDs. It just seems so creepy, right? During their time together, uh, Samantha had also used another name. Uh, presumably letting Emily in on it but she called herself Aurora Hepburn okay here we go again so <laughs> I mean Jesus God. I know right and so where does one get a name like Aurora, Aurora Hepburn. Hepburn so and she's doing her best ca- well 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 darling yeah if exactly. name's Aurora I'm, I'm doing my best Catherine Hepburn impression here now exactly okay so when when Emily left her and went back to California obviously Emily's life continues what happens to Samantha yeah she walks into a police station in Calgary and tells <gasps> them that she's a 14 year old girl and that she her name was Aurora Hepburn and that she'd been a victim of abduction sexual assault Here and torture we go Jesus again. but she's upped the ante on torture and sexual yes. assault yes okay Emily what then, year are we now sorry we're kind of later in 2000, 2014 so we're still only like a year after we, this she's brings packing us up, a lot in this brings us up to the 16th of September 2014 was the day she walked into the police station right and considering she was only in, in October 2013 was outside the GPO all of this Interpol crazy shit so has like happened within a year wow yeah, a year. so she has done the six months back in Ireland and gone to Sydney and met this girl within a year so I think Emily recounts they were together for about four months right okay and it's almost as if the day after Emily leaves and goes back to California she walks into the police station yeah, the way people go backpacking and just like really piss about yeah yeah she got fucking okay. busy yeah Emily realises how fucked up she is when she, a couple of days after getting home, Googles her name, Aurora, and discovers the story about her in Calgary. (gasps) Meanwhile, authorities in Calgary see the similarities between her and the story of a a girl outside the GPO and realise that it's the same girl from the photo. she went to prison. Thank God we released the photo. Because that has been following her around and kind of being the thing that that sort of keeps her her things, right? So she got deported again from Canada. She got charged again, a nominal fine for wasting police time. Come on, that can't be it. This is, we're pretty much up to scratch and where she is now, but I'm almost... 100% 100% certain that in Sydney she did the same thing again oh she did sorry 
She did the same thing again. She went into a police station, said she was a 14-year-old who'd been, who'd been lost. She went into a school, was put into foster care. A charity gave oh her an God. iPad and an iPhone and she was settled and seemed to be doing well until once again that she was rumbled by all her lies. Oh so my. Look, how- right now in Australia, or at least earlier this year, she was spending six months in jail for wasting police time and fraud and all that kind of stuff. It needs to be a little longer. She needs to be assessed Essentially, she's, assessed, yeah. Yeah. Essentially she's going to be out and going to be free again to Look, she's only going to be able to con. ride the 14-year-old train a little longer. Look, what she needs to do is set up a wellness lifestyle brand. This yes. is her fucking, that's her skill set. Yeah, she's is a baby. some kind of like large-scale bullshittery. Yeah, sales. Sales. Oh, she's she's a fucking sales, the, yeah. The world's no greatest. No offense to people. No sales offense to sales, person. guys. But Massively she needs to channel talented. this entrepreneurial yeah. spirit and... You know, bent for bullshit. It is fascinating, like you say, what the goal was. What it's is fascinating? Yeah. I don't know. I do well, not know. Can we get her but on also, to do an interview? Um, will we have her? Will we have one of our other personalities? Who cares? Let's I get do her not on. know. Um, Cassie, try. I bags Aurora Hepburn. Yeah, okay. you take Aurora. I'll take. Which one was Annika? Well, guys, I just started lying, and then yeah. it just snowballed. You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Am I good so at Catherine Hepburn? You've gone into that. Uh, I've got you know, that 1950s. Uh, I know. I'm trying to do Catherine Hepburn. But she's not a journalist from the 50s. Hot soul. You know, the, the, the... Yeah, they talk real fast and they go, like, kind of nasal. That's exactly... That's Catherine Hepburn. I'm trying to do Catherine oh, Hepburn. For God's sake. <laughs> but, like, There's a connection. Aurora Hepburn. Yeah, Catherine. No, I'm with you. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> she's, so she was born in 1988, so she's only 30, 30. now, right? Um... There has been a book written by a journalist, I'm pretty sure, from The New Yorker about her, but I think it was written after the GPO. So it's it's probably not as up to date with all her current cons. With her current mm. activities. Mm-hmm. Who's bankrolling her? Where'd she get the cash? I don't. Good, that's what, very that, there's good some question. standout questions for me. Yeah. Mm. Why her family hasn't taken care of her at this stage? Well, she's erect ahead. How she hasn't got a psychiatric evaluation because there's something wrong there. Yeah, even pathological liar, and how she's getting the money and the passports. Oh, God. And yeah. the flights, not just money for her own travel and flights, she's but to gifting pay for money away. She's gifting yeah. Canadian flights to relative strangers. God, that is one. That is an epic story with yeah. your one, isn't it? Thank it's you. got a brilliant grandiosity, and then very strange kind of low grade yeah. elements to it too. Like as in, she's bamboozling single people at a time, or at best, Our country at best, kind of like communities, like yeah. in in high schools and police stations but like it hasn't taken on like a huge scale but then suddenly she swoops big with the interpol.com fucking emails amazing and the the money and the like yeah this like real i mean she's definitely tits deep in the dark web i would say like she has to be to be getting all these mad documents and stuff sorted and like yeah is she like i think she's getting on planes with these these falsified documents well that is yeah but that would be something way more concrete to get her on that would be more than just endless police time wasting charges yeah or suspended sentences and it's because I guess she's she's committing these cons in you know Ireland, Europe, Canada. And these are only the ones that we know of. There's a, a few gaps in there of timelines. Like between 2011 and 2013, I'd imagine there was another one that hasn't been reported and or hasn't why been... Why haven't we heard from the families to her. that she, you know, f- was fostered into? Because I think people are embarrassed. I think people I guess, are like, yeah. they can't believe they've been conned by, mm. you know, by the, the, by the last kind of con. If she's 30 now, she was 26 when she walked into Calgary Police Station and said she was 14. Yeah. Presumably 27 when she went back to Sydney and got enrolled in high school again. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay, epic. Thank you. Cassie, what a story. You Brilliant are story. Yeah, I'm salivating. Of Aurora Hepburn. Uh, so I've kind of a relatively short one. Okay, give it to but, us. And so you guys but, might remember it because I definitely went to kind of see what I was going to talk about and, so, and re-watch this video. And I watch it like every Did year. Did you just return to a conversation that we've already had sometime and was like, yeah. what about that story? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it's a video of a girl in a lift. <gasps> I right. I know this one, but I don't know so it I don't know this one. Her name, bear with me now as I... Is this in LA? Is Eliza Lamb. Yes. Right, so that's Rings her Cantonese name. And she was a Canadian stu- uh, student. So her... Well, I guess she's dead now. But her body was found in the water tank of a hotel 
And it was found because Up the, on the guests, roof. yeah, because the guests were tasting something disgusting Ooh, in the water oh. and it was off colour. Yeah, so uh, mm. then they went so up what to is investigate. That, like a little tang of corpse juice? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, yeah, Jesus, I'd say it was Ew. disgusting. However, her body was found up there. The, the staff of the hotel went up to check it out and her clothes were floating on top and her nude body was bloated oh and somewhat de- decomposed within the tank. I've seen a picture of this tank as well. It's like yeah. up on stilts. Stand. Yeah, so the, it's really high up. Yes, so the guys needed on the a ladder roof. to get to it and get in to see that her body was there. Yeah. So that kicked off an investigation, obviously. Jeez, the poor thing. So she, Eliza had a kind of a, she was fairly, you know, normal. She was traveling around. She'd been checking in with her folks every day, which is really what's kind of made them say, where the hell is my daughter? It's kind of sparked so the investigation. She was really connected in with them. She was really connected in with them. And uh, it was all, you know, got ticking along as a regular unexplained death case would until they located the last known footage of her, which was from inside the elevator of the hotel. And it is fucking bizarre. So it, it starts, it's a few minutes long, the tape, and this, it's just her coming in and out of the elevator, but she's checking either side. You can only ever see her. It looks like at points like she's talking to somebody, but you never see anybody. She's acting really erratically. She presses all the buttons mm. and then hops out and then hops back in again. Yeah. Laughing, kind of gesturing. It's creepy. It's so creepy. Uh, as if like she's, she's like leaning. as if someone else is there and she's having yes, a laugh. Exactly. It looks like she's kind of having a game and then you kind of go back into the comments and obviously that's kind of kind of sparked an enormous reddit kind of thread of well she was off her head she was on some PCP or ecstasy but she there was a drug toxicity report done on her body and she there was no alcohol no drugs um, and at points she's like leaning out of the lift that's right like as if she's looking down the hall absolutely and like, right and darting back in and, and out. running back in it's like, really it's erratic yeah. it's like it's scary looking, but you're right. She kind of like looks weirdly playful at times. Totally. She looks to be having a good game with somebody, but it goes on a long time. And then eventually the lift door is closed and that's the last you see of Eliza. So the, qu- the question remains like what actually happened to her? So that's the last known footage of her. But sightings in the hotel, the staff were like she was in great form. She was always said hello to us and blah 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 they didn't see anybody with her ever but her body was found there now there was no sexual things done to her body it was seemed to be obviously no drugs no alcohol and just naturally decomposing Did but they she find was it was a death they never uh, they well no I don't think so in fact definitely not so the cause of death is ambiguous is how it was marked on the yeah. on the case was it after dr- not drowning well I think yeah it was quite decomposed at the time she was found so I don't think they were able to yeah, so if they said ambiguous, I presume it could have been in numerous things. Like, yeah, I'm sure her her lungs were full of fluid, but her body was, she was nude and her clothes were all floating on top. So it does look like somebody turfed her in. But then again, she did have a history of bipolar disorder and some other mental illnesses and was on medication for that. So there's a kind of background suggestion that it might have been a suicide. But she would have had to get into the water tank somewhere. You'd need a ladder and there was no ladder there. Mm. And also, what did she take off all her clothes and then jump in? Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, and there's no I, ladder. Like, yeah. That's it. Like she couldn't have gotten Ultimately, up there. The bones of it is it's the weirdest footage I've ever seen of like creepy and haunting without actually seeing anything happening. But mm. it's really bizarre. But check it out. Crazy. It's really creepy. Yeah. Let um, me see now. I'm just going to scroll down to see if there's any final notes on it. No, the case is still open. It's nothing for the family. Anyway, there she is. Poor Eliza Lamb. Poor Eliza Lamb. But go check out the video. It's amazingly creepy. I watched it with my two-year-old. Good idea. (laughs) Yeah. Get them started young. Get them started young. Dive on into the creeps. What's your story, Soaps? Um, My story is also pretty short. Um, It's a horror story. Oh, yeah. Um, It's a true horror story. Uh, It's from a, a book I've just finished reading that I really recommend, um, that was written, I talked about it on Mother Pod, actually, it's by a former doctor. Oh, yes. What's and it called? So it this is all... Hurt a, uh, this, this is going to hurt. hurt. Yeah. Now, I've finished the book since talking about it on Mother Pod with you, and I have to say, I have a lot of thoughts on it. Okay. Not all positive. All right. But there is some gore. It is a gore fest. Give it to and us. And this story is just gorge. <laughs> so, it's short and sweet. 
So he was an obstetrician. So all his anecdotes are from the labor ward. And he has a certain impatience, shall we say, with patients who, you know, think they know a thing or two about birthing and and themselves and having a vagina. Yes. And I totally am not here for it in terms of his little attitude. But anyway, this is kind of mega. So Thursday, 16th of August, 2007. A horror story. Patient GL, whose genetic makeup appears to be 50% goji berry recipes and 50% mum's net posts, has announced... Bitchy! I know, he's really catty. (laughs) Has announced she wants to eat her placenta. The midwife and I both pretend not to hear this. It's her fucking placenta. (laughs) Firstly, because we don't know what the hospital protocol is. And secondly, because it's completely revolting. That is gas. I'm just going to pretend not to hear this. I know. It's just like, what do you do? Just look away? Just kind of rustle instruments loudly, I guess. Uh, GL, the patient, calls it placentophagia to make it sound more official. Okay. Which doesn't particularly wash. You can make anything sound official by translating it into the ancient Greek. Okay, hang on one sec. Actually, can we take a quick pause? Because I just need to grab up something. Go. Sorry, should have had this ready. Is it a picture of the placenta? No. Okay. Don't do this again. (laughs) Um, Sorry, two seconds now. And we actually are going to cut this out. It's degrees in here. It's just very warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a liquid uh, Oh is that Turn that off Yeah It's, it's going to take a while <laughs> To cool down Yeah Hang on Hang on It's all the foam Placentophasia Is that what that That's just a Medical term for um, No It's adding The Greek Phasia Does that mean to eat I'll tell you now One sec That's what I'm bringing up here One sec Sorry oh, guys <laughs> This is like Incredible amount of shit Okay, I'm going to change her while you look. Oh, God. Okay, so he has a further note on, you know, uh, the practice of um, translating things to the original Greek to give them a more official sounding name. Mm -hmm. So he has in the footnote included a comment, uh, Cholelithopractophilia would be shoving gallstones up your arse. But I've just made it up. Orbitobilonephilia means sticking needles in your eyes and craniophallic anastomosis means dickhead. Ah, oh, um. are you going to guess it? So, that's just an aside. One of his footnotes, which is like a glorious read in and of itself. So, anyway, she goes on to explain how natural it is among other mammals, which is another somewhat defective argument. We don't let other mammals do things like run for parliament or drive buses, nor do we normalise other things they do, like fucking the furniture or eating their young, or pedophagia, as she'd presumably call it. I turn the conversation... That sounds more like eating a pedophile. Okay. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Adam Kay, feedback from us. I turn the conversation to the more pressing matter of clapping some forceps on her baby's head and getting it out. I love it. This whole conversation is happening while they are in the middle of delivering the baby. This happens smoothly and the baby is fine and will continue to be until it gets homeschooled and taken on all naked yurt-based family holidays. Adam K is very fucking judgmental. What the fuck is his problem? I it's a yurt holiday. It's a bitch eater placenta. What's it to you? I told you, he's very judgmental. He's fucking, you know. All right. Yeah. Anyway, a couple, of min- over here. a couple of minutes later, I'm delivering the placenta and look up to have the awkward discussion about what GL, the patient, would like me to do with it. She has a kidney dish in her hands and is shoveling handfuls of blood clots into her mouth. Wow. Now, uh, oh, that's that amazing. Is- Vile. Can I? I, I mean, just think like, she's a bad bitch. I'm like, fucking look, go. I have a look. I took a picture of my She's placenta. cannibalizing herself. I don't Stop think we need lights. to see that. You don't need to see it, but can I just I say see it. how fucking meaty the thing is? But oh, like, yeah. Chewy. Right. You've got someone now who's, what well, I know, I've never given birth and I've actually never seen someone give That's birth, but I imagine one. it's like your vagina explodes and yeah. there's like a volcano Correct. of like gore and a baby come out of it and there's noise. Yeah. And now this woman presumably is popping blood clots all over her face, mm. looking incredibly feral. Oh my God. And also, Amazing. side note, like, 
you're hungry after labor. Yeah. But you're also kind of like sick. everything in, has, in the world has just fucked with you. So you're a bit sicky. Yeah. And they give you like toast or, you know, you kind you of, you start small. I mean, I you do not start with a plate of meat tar, tar. that came from you. Yeah. I'm a like that's anyway, why I'm so just I'm like writing. fucking go bitch I because kind of she's just with her as well she's going for the main course straight off the top she's no seasoning no ketchup they were going to fight her yeah and she's so she was like, like I was going to hammer this into pa- my face me over, me. I bet there's some real cowed husband in the corner yeah. who's like just yes okay, okay. You want. I, if you insist Aurora Hepburn oh. give me the placenta darling I'm just going to choke it down right now <laughs> oh God, I'm losing my Hepburn impression Pinky's out <gasps> yeah exactly brilliant I so anyway right I'll just let's just return to the image. She has a kidney dish in her hands and is shoveling handfuls of blood clots into her mouth. Nice. <gasps> Presumably still in stirrups. Isn't this the placenta, she asks? Blood dribbling out the corner of her mouth like the <gasps> disgusting progeny of Dracula and the Cookie Monster. It's not the placenta she's eating. I explain that it's just some clots I left in a bowl after delivering the baby. Oh, God. She She's turns. basically just eating her period, essentially. Yes! <laughs> she is the period muncher, the oh. menstrual muncher. Get that into you, Cynthia. Yes! Vile. Clearly, blood isn't the delicious post delivery snack she imagines placenta might be. She holds up the kidney dish and vomits into it and around it. Oh, God. Could yes. you, could, sorry, could this lady have any more like bodily fluids around her at this moment then if she's got blood she's got vomit presumably piss and shit from the birth and placenta Does yeah. she, all she's lacking is sperm tears if somebody I'm sure there could are just tears. jizz in the corner of the tears. room it would be the hat trick wow of juices well wow. that was a palate cleanser Ugh. of a story I, but I love took her. us way down there. And but like, isn't why that epic? Connecting hit the clots. He, I, I suppose he's I mean, just he trying just to get stuff out of the way them. and stuff. I think he set her up. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to confuse this. Do you think he, he put them vegan. not in a hospital dish, but in like a takeaway Thai noodles of, box yeah, yeah. with just some chopsticks? <gasps> I tell you, you'd and a little spring onion. You'd have some. You wouldn't be able to get through a placenta with chopsticks. You need a steak knife. <sighs> Oh, you need a hacksaw. Yeah, yeah. They're so tough. So much sinew. Oh, yeah. You know that kind of crazy iridescent webbing? Yes! They look bananas. They look really cool. They look Uh, like a unicorn shit. Absolutely correct. They look like a unicorn shit. But beautiful. Obviously, it's a miracle, though. But uh, how are we for time? Uh, 57 minutes. Okay. Fantastic. Well, that was... It is a bit to cut out at the start as well. So. Yeah. yeah. And me rustling around epic. looking for that. Yeah. Bring up your mic. Just bring up your mic slightly. Cassie, that story was epic. Enjoyed it immensely. Sophie, thank, thank you, you for, for yours. Thank you for such a satisfying creep dive. And I recommend going to look at that video of Eliza uh, Lam because it'll freak you out. God well, love her, but it's amazingly brilliantly what creepy. What have we done creepy. here? Like, what sort of joy have we brought into people's lives here today? Well, we've saved them a lot of a deep, deep Wikipedia hunt. I feel kind of like... That's what I we're bringing what to the imagine, people. I imagine like waking up from a coma feels like. Like you just see the world a little bit differently because it's changed. <laughs> I feel changed by this. I feel changed by knowing that there's such creepy things going on out there. We're not. The, we're the product of Rotten.com. This is the new generation. Of Rotten.com, no? While you said that, I thought the baby vomed inside the sling on you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, there's a kid here as well. Do you know what I feel inspired? To be more ambitious with my lies to strangers. I feel a Impossible, deep, Sophie. deep <laughs> sense of anxiety. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Follow at Tall Tales, I guess, on yes, Instagram. Yes, yes, this is a Tall Tales podcast. Follow us for more crazy podcasts. And thank you very much to Katrina for being our executive producer on the creep dive today and listening thank to you for bobby for supplying bodily fluids and born. yes soon i'll be able to shake her anyway thanks for coming i hope you enjoyed diving with us come back next week until next time bye bye
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs>